0: Zillow is in the news again by acquiring Showing Time, and Grant Cardone from the 10X Rule joins EXP Realty. We'll break it down all next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool, she's Sarah Timon, and we are back with some real estate news. I mean, this is a lot of stuff going on this week. Yep. Zillow's in the news, EXP, Grant Cardone, Showing Time. So let's start with Zillow. And, and this this just happened uh, this week. So Zillow acquired Showing Time. And if you don't know what Showing Time is, it's basically the app that agents use. And they, they have most of the market share. I mean, there's other ones out there um, to schedule showings. And typically, they integrate directly with the MLS. They acquired Showing Time for $500 million. What do you think about this, Sarah?
1: Well, wow, I mean, big shocker that Zillow's in the news again. Right? Yeah, right now. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, showing time is what everyone uses, for the most part, to go in and to schedule your showings. They did say that they weren't going to, I guess, require people to be Zillow Premier agents or um, have a special affiliated partnership with them in order to continue using it. Um, hopefully that, that remains the case. I mean, I think it, it would be, but... Um, yeah, it's another asset that they've gone on and acquired, and they're just building their portfolio.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I, th- that is a great observation because my, my view of this is that they're just doing what they're going to do, right? This is part of their business plan, and it's another asset showing time. Years ago, there was another – I forget the name of the service. I think it was called eShowings. And the guy who owned it got in, like, a lot of legal trouble and then went out of business because he was stealing client data. And showing time was the only other option. And our firm had, like, just switched to it. I I remember this vividly. So we were way ahead of it. So – you know, it, it's Zillow doing their thing, right? Zillow's a publicly traded company, and you know, if you are a member of like any sort of real estate groups, like I was on Parge Group this morning, I saw all sorts of people in like coaching communities. They were losing their minds over this, like, "Well, what are you gonna do? We can't work with Zillow, blah blah blah." And that's one way to respond. Mm-hmm. My view is that great, Zillow's doing their thing. There's an opportunity to work with them or an opportunity not to. As an agent, what are you doing, right? Like, it's always Sorry. like that, like an in, internal self self conversation and. I mean Zillow has been all over the news all week, right? Like they have this video on Saturday night live that comes out. That's like that funny. was if, if anyone saw that, um, Sarah sent it to me like the morning of and it's it, it was it was a, like a fake commercial, like really funny stuff. Like they have gone to a level that is past real estate. They sure. they they're in like that Tesla category, Apple, Amazon, not not in terms of like dollars and revenue and those sort of things, but notoriety. That's where they're going.
1: Right. It's what everybody, everybody knows what Zillow is, and it's, yeah, it's become bigger than itself.
0: Well, and, and really what's happening here, this is just another company disrupting real estate, right? Like, it happened, you know, early, and, you know, over the past two, three years with companies like Compass and EXP. We're going to talk about them in a second. When Keller Williams came as an upstart in, like, the early 2000s, they had, like, this profit-sharing model. That was, like, people were up in arms about that. These are people running their business, and, I you know, I, I love the agents that get stressed out, because I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Great. They're done. They're going to be out of the business and we can just keep doing our thing and focusing on our plan. And that's what any good agent should be doing right now. And if we said it before, if you're not building your own brand, like you're going to be in trouble because that's what Zillow's relying on because a lot of buyers are on Zillow right now.
1: Right. And I would say like from an agent standpoint, as long as it doesn't interfere with being able to, to go in and book showings the way that you're, you know, accustomed to doing so, or, you know, as long as it's like an easy switch over if they make a couple changes here or there
0: whatever <laughs> they're just doing their i mean they're they're running a business right now i i have i have no issue with that and if you're running a business in the same space you got to figure out how strategically you can get around them and i mean like even if they let's say they 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 run all their own brokerages they eliminate they, they try to eliminate agents how many homes are they going to sell around the country five percent ten percent would be insane mm. there's still 90 percent of market share available and that's what people don't get they get worried about oh they're taking our leads and they're doing this other stuff and that's not really the case
1: when they have their they have their paws in other things as well yeah. anyway i mean aren't they dot loop, dot loop? Yep. yeah so you know they've got their paws all over the place
0: well and, and a lot of people thought it was a data play to get more data they've already got the data dot yeah. loop is the best data if you own like because that tells you when the homes go under contract mm-hmm. like so you have real life pending sales data and that that's you know that, that that's just what's going on right now so you know, my view of this is, yeah, it's big news. Sure, anytime someone buys any company for a half billion dollars, like, big news, right? If you're in real estate, look at what you need to be doing besides being overly reliant on any single lead pillar Zillow included and figure out a way to outmaneuver them on the local level. this I don't think it's rocket science here. And these disruptors, Remax was a disruptor in the 80s. I was like three years old when they came on the scene, but that's not the point. I mean, it was a big deal because they changed the model, right? Now, people that would, you wouldn't even probably known that if I didn't say anything to you. I mean, it's like, it's like people forget really quickly because they disrupted the traditional brokerages that were out there, like Century 21s and some of these other companies. So it's just another disruptor. They're doing their thing. And real estate was ripe for this because the agents didn't innovate enough in the first place. Sure. So not stressed. What did you think about the Saturday Night Live commercial? That was, that was like... On every meme, the broke agent I think posted it forty-five times, maybe. Yeah.
1: it was it was funny. Actually, my cousin sent it to me, and I was like, it was funny from the beginning, and then it gets to this one little section where like the inbound call goes over, and it was like a Remax person that picked up in an office, and it was just it was pretty funny. I liked it. And
0: that so. was that went wild, and I think the funny thing about it was too, there are people that will go on and look at Zillow just for fun, and there's like right. that there's that Instagram handle. What's it called? Uh, Zillow going wild? If, if you and it's like look at this house. It's got 45 bathrooms and all all this other stuff. So, you know, sometimes I'm a little jaded how fascinated are people with real estate. And and I think, you know, that, I mean, that was, that was one of the better things I've seen from SNL in a while. That was pretty good.
1: Well, it was funny how then they're like doing the callbacks and being like, Hey, you inquired about this property, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it was just, it it made me laugh. It
0: was, it was good. It was good. Good stuff. All right. So that's our Zillow segment. I think we're gonna be doing this every week from now on (laughs) what it seems like. Uh, (laughs) This was interesting, right? So, if you don't know who Grant Cardone is, he's a best-selling author, uh, wrote the 10x Rule, a lot of other books. Um, so, he is also, um, you know, he, he has his hands in real estate in a couple different ways, and he is now joining EXP Realty to add Nitro, as were his words, not mine, to the brokerage. What do you think about all this?
1: I mean, yeah, I think he is somebody who has his hands in a lot of a lot of different areas, and he has um, he has a lot of. Money to back different things up and to be able to go in a lot of different directions. So he's, you know, been in the the real estate. Uh, you know, he's dabbled in that for in different areas um, for a while. So it's not like surprising that he would he would have something to say here or that he would want to get in and make some changes.
0: I view this as like a celebrity endorsement, right? Like I, this guy's not out there selling real estate. If if you don't like Grant Cardone and and, and we were talking about this before the show, so. He's actually come out and said, hey, you shouldn't own your own house. And now he's joining up with EXP Real Estate. So, I mean, like, that's that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, what he does do is he's got a company called Cardone Capital where they uh, have about $1.9 billion in assets that they manage. And they buy apartment buildings and multi-unit properties. And it's I think it's like 86, 8,700 units. Um, and he'll take public money and put it in there. And then there's a guaranteed return. So, like, yeah, that's great. But EXP is residential real estate brokerages. So anyone that you're getting is your celebrity endorsement and they say don't buy houses, like what kind of message are you sending to your agents? I, I think I think this is a I mean, I get why he did it. I get why they did it. I don't think it really aligns with with, with their strategy. It doesn't make right. a lot of sense to me.
1: Right. It's uh it's like when Bill Belichick was doing those Subway commercials. Like, I don't think he's eating Subway. Yeah, I mean you know, well, like
0: <laughs> it, it, it's inauthentic I think that's a really good observation and I mean you know it's when when you look at like the the announcement like this came out on clubhouse have you, have you been on clubhouse yet no so I've been oh. on it like twice because I have things to do and um it's like a, it's like a voice only sort of like they like you talk and, and they don't record it and when it, so Glenn Sanford the CEO and uh and Grant were on there and they said there's something big coming and then this happened, but there's been like no other details about what this looks like. <laughs> this to me is like, oh, hey, we got. Um, or have you seen the Barbara Corcoran endorse realtors? Have you have you seen that? Like so no. from Shark Tank, Barbara Corcoran, right? So okay. she'll get on and like endorse realtors oh, and yeah, like, hey, yeah. I endorse so and so. It's it's the same thing. Right. I it just had, a, had a, I, I think this is a horrible idea. If they're really serious about their agents, like it's it's cool that like, oh, we're gonna 10x this, whatever. Like, what's gonna happen after it? What I will say is eXp is innovating, and in the light of like COVID and the cloud-based brokerages and all that stuff, I do see that they're i mean—they're not going away anytime soon, but this is just another Zillow. They're just disrupting with a different model, in my view. Sure. We kind of feel the same way on this one. Good luck to Grant and eXp. Let's see how it goes. Uh, so Valentine's Day is coming up, right? So this is our local portion of the show here. So it's probably going to be a little different than this year. I'll probably forget to get my wife something and my kids and have to go out at the last minute. I don't know if that's how it goes in the... Uh, Time and Hogue household, but, um, so like we wanted to highlight some local businesses that have some cool Valentine's Day, uh, day stuff going on. So Sarah, I know you had one or two in mind and I got one as well. So why don't you share with the, share with the audience here. All
1: right. So Weckerly's is one of my favorite, uh, places in Philly. They do these really delicious gourmet ice cream sandwiches with all of these really fun flavors. And they came out with a Valentine's day one, um, that looks amazing. Um, and every week it's funny. We like, my husband and I follow them on Instagram. So like a majority of what we like share to each other on Instagram is ice cream sandwiches. And we're like, have you seen this one? True (laughs) true love right there. (laughs) That's amazing. So, uh, that looks great. And I highly recommend it. It could be a really fun little just dessert treat to get. Um, whether you're, I don't know if you're going to go out. There's a lot of restaurants that are doing different prefix menus and things like that. I know they're really pushing a lot of like, order takeout mm-hmm. um, to support your your local restaurants. But if you want to also get a fun dessert, I highly, highly recommend getting Wacker Leash. You won't be disappointed. And if you are somebody that has, like, thank God, I don't have any type of, like, gluten issue. But <laughs> my, <laughs> thank God. But my brother-in-law does, so we're always, like, aware of, like, you know, gluten-free things. You can't get the ice cream sandwiches usually, but they have a lot of really delicious just, like, ice cream flavors that you can get that are gluten-free, so...
0: You know, gluten clear well, ice cream, that's, that's living right there, right? That's, that actually sounds pretty interesting. I think my kids would like it a lot more than I would. So just imagine you're in, like, Sarah and Eric's, like, direct messages of just ice cream sandwiches back and forth. It's all ice cream sandwiches. That is sandwiches, one of the funniest like... things I've, I've heard in, in a long time. So um, so what, what we came up with was um, we actually were there last weekend uh, at La Colina in Bala, which we talked about them before, and uh, they have live music there, like a guy, like, playing piano and, like, all sorts of stuff. Um you know, like Italian place is usually pretty romantic. Like if that's what you're going for. Um, the on, on top of that, like the, the food there. I mean, I we had been there years ago. The food was was really good. But what I liked the most was like the service. Like they were they were really happy that people were there, and it felt like a place that wanted you to come in. And the live music is such a cool thing. Sixers game was on in the background, so that was speaking my language. So um, cool place to go to. Highly recommend it for Valentine's Day. You don't have to. It's kind of like on the edge of the city, so you can kind of meet in between. And uh, you have a nice view of maniunk from the parking lot, which is also an extra bonus. So, and I'm
1: sure like having some live music, especially these days, is one of those things that when you walk in and you actually hear it, you're like, oh, my gosh.
0: It's I, like, I almost haven't had, to, had yeah. this in a
1: while. I
0: was like, what is this music? And then, yeah. and then I saw someone playing it. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, so, my gosh,
1: it's live. <laughs> yes.
0: Welcome to 2021. Live music is back, right? Woo. So, Very cool. So that's what we got this week. Thanks for watching, everybody.